uh, University. I'm about to say Institute. Leaders University. And we just thank God for her. None other than uh, she's a co-host, but she's also the person that we interview every month. And that is our Apostle friend. And we're going to bring her on. Amen. Praise our God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Come you. on, let's bring on our Apostle friend and greet her with a hearty amen. Come on, put your virtual hands together. Amen. <laughs> hey, Apostle. Good. Oh, my God. Good evening. Blessings to everybody. You in 2000. Ah. <laughs> uh. Praise the Lord. We thank God for being here on tonight. Oh, and just, yes, the illustrious. Come on, Father, the illustrious honor. No, 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 no. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Amen. Uh, um, yes, we just thank God on tonight for being here. How you doing, Prophet? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm thanking God for being in a new place, a new season. We're not going to stop that. So we're not talking about Jersey. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm great. I am excited because, you know, this has been something on the table for a while, and I'm finally getting to have this conversation with you, um, yes. and I think it's necessary. I'm, 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 I'm really elated that we get to do this every month uh, just to talk and just to jump in, and I get to pick your brain because uh, I do this on the back end, but I get to do it now with everybody, um, but I'm really excited, and I, I love, listen, I know I said to you, but this hairstyle is giving me life today. I love it, you know. You got it. You, you got it. You're going. Hey, listen. You know, we know we, we laugh. We have fun. We yes. enjoy God today. Are you excited about today's conversation? Are you excited? Are you excited about it? I, I am. I am. I am. But I'm a little nervous because, you know, I know how these things tend to go left. <laughs> I know how these things tend to go a little on the left side. So, yeah. eesh, eesh. Well, listen. Listen, we got oh, opens in the house. We got, all right. I know Progress Bradley's on. She's going to be, uh, Progress Bradley, I didn't need you today. You know, you got to write down the keynotes. You're going to be the scribe today. You are the honorary scribe today for all the notes. Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. But we got our prophetess, Andrea. We got our prophetess, Danielle. Again, we got our prophetess, Renee from Emergency. Yes. Bless the Listen. Lord. Listen, we got we got it. Listen, share this on your page. Listen, if you ever had a talk about the apostleship, if you ever wondered about the apostleship, today is the day that you will want to jump in and be in this conversation. So, Apostle, I think I want to start off this conversation about this. Why is a, top, a conversation like this so important right now to talk about the role, the duty, and the function of the apostle where the church is now uh, post-pandemic? Oh, my God. Okay, so first, <laughs> let, me, let me say good evening again to everybody. And then um, I think that this particular issue, this conversation um, needs to be had post-pandemic, especially because of the fact that we are dealing with, first of all, we're coming back to church, right? Uh-huh. And so here we are coming out of the gate and some of us are doing the same thing and, and, and are, you know, in the same vein that they were in pre-pandemic, you yeah. know? And so we can't, we really, we've got to, we've got to lend integrity to our positions and our titles. Mm. Okay, Eesh. because you gotta talk about that. You gotta explain the integrity to your position and your title. You, you have to lend that. integrity to your position and your title because we're calling ourselves stuff that we don't qualify for. You know what I'm saying? We don't have 
We don't have, we don't even have the, as, 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 um, you know, they would say in New York, an old Jewish woman would use Yiddish and say chutzpah. We don't even have the chutzpah to be able to fulfill our assignment to walk in this. And we want it. We want the acclaim. We want people patting our backs. We want, we want the applause. We want, you know what I'm saying? to be able to get all the glory and the honor, but we don't have, we don't, mm, I, I really want to say something. I don't think that'd be appropriate, but anyway, praise the Lord. Say the best way you can. Say the best way you can. Say the best way you can, Apostle. Listen, tonight is, listen, can I say, it's ready to mature. This is a mature conversation because we need it because the apostles being the foundation of the church, we need people that understand that being an apostle is more than just wearing a, a signet ring. It is more than wearing a red collar shirt. It is more than wearing a gold chain. It is more than wearing a coat, a miter. Oh, yeah, I can talk. I'm talking about it because sometimes we think that the garments and the position right. and the title and the service is all that of uh, what makes one to be, but don't realize there's a work before, after. And so many other things. So, um, yeah, please talk about it. Please, please give us all. Okay, of it. so just in case we have any apostles watching on tonight, and you already said this is ready to mature, um, you could be mad at me later. And I know this is strong language that I'm ready to use. And you, you may not like what I'm getting ready to say, but let me just take it to the street for a second. Because the things that you have to deal with as an apostle are serious this is not this is not the playground this is not the jungle gym behind your school you know what i'm saying this is serious we're talking about spiritual warfare so if you are going to be a leader oh my god they're gonna get mad at me jesus because i know this is like really raw and whatever but if you're gonna be an apostle if you say that you're an apostle i'm gonna need you to grow a set Somebody come get her. So we, I feel we're gonna do this tonight. I feel like this is gonna be it tonight. Look, there you go. It started. Let me <laughs> tell you something. Tonight. What do I mean by that? Because and I just talked about hutzpah, right? You you are going to have to have gumption. You're gonna to have mm. to be bold. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You are gonna to have to be strong. Listen, isn't this what God said to Joshua before he went into the to take the 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 promised land? He said, he said, be bold, be strong for the Lord thy God is with thee. You cannot lead God's people in weakness. And wow. what is wrong with us is we not delivered. And I have to deal with this because can I tell you it's grievous. It's grievous. Pray for me. It's grievous because we come in with all of our neediness. I got three places in the line. I got needs too. There are things that I desire. There are things that I want. There are things and longings that I have. And then everything when I'm talking about is not always something like, you know, you're talking about lust or whatever. I'm talking about just, you know, having emotional needs and having, um, um, you know, psychological needs that you might have. 
And you have got to be strong. You got to go to God and you got to let God deliver you. You got to let God purge you of everything that's not like him. You're going to have to really, really be honest with you because a lot of times, you know, you may have a desire to be something, but you're not delivered to that place to be able to lead God's people. Mm. So let me ask you a question. What does it mean to be weak in the apostleship? Um, to one that walks in the apostleship. Uh, <laughs> I know my sister's like, you asking me all these questions. <laughs> I know my sister. Um, what does it mean that one is weak in the apostleship? And we're going to specifically say that. But I really talk about to any gift because of that role of responsibility of having to be mature and grow up because especially the apostleship being the foundation in which the church is supposed to be standing upon. Um, what does it mean if one is weak in their apostleship of the grace or even that as the office of the apostle? You don't exercise your grace. The grace is there. The, mm-hmm. great, the grace is there, but you have to exercise your grace, okay? And mm-hmm. by that, I mean, you have to be able to say no. You have to be able to mm-hmm. correct. You have to be able mm-hmm. to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Isn't it something that we love telling people about themselves? Jesus. Mm-hmm. But when's the last time you sat in the mirror and told, told yourself about yourself? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you told you about you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to lead God's people, you cannot be weak. You know, the people of God need the full strength of your mantle mm-hmm. and the full mm-hmm. strength of your anointing that is on your life for you to carry out the will of God. And we are so busy one and every, and I'm going to say this and I know that we will all have levels of friendship with one another, right? In church, and it's supposed to be that way. We have to have levels of friendship, right? You know, even if we don't want to admit it with our proud self, help me, Jesus, because I've been delivered. Hallelujah, glory to God. But at the same time, you cannot allow yourself to get to the place that you lean on the people of God and you can't lead the people of God. Mm, and it's, this is this is we're coming out of a pandemic. This is something that is pandemic in the body of Christ that we have people that are leaning on God's people for things that they should not. And I and I had this conversation. I believe I was talking to uh, Prophet Andrea. We were driving down the highway and I believe that we were talking about this. It's very, very important. No matter if you are apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, whatever your fivefold anointing, mantle, gift, calling, whatever you want to, you know, label it, whatever that is that you are, you have to be able to stand in the strength <clears throat> of that mantle because people are counting on you. And let's just put it like this. How many of y'all like to drink diluted soda? You put ice in a cup and it dilutes your soda. You know, you get soda and it's nice and it burns your throat. God, we thank God we love that right there when the soda burns your throat, when it's going down, right? And that's the purpose of you drinking the soda because you want that, you want that burn, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are not, if you put ice in that thing, what Mm -hmm. happens to it? It dilutes it. It dilutes the soda, right? And then you don't have Pepsi no more. You got Pepsi or Sepsi or somebody else, but it ain't Pepsi. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with us spiritually. You dilute who you are with your issues. 
You dilute who you are by not, not walking in the fullness of all that you are and all that your mantle calls for. And you have to understand that the people need everything that God has imparted in you. And if you're not willing to walk in it, even to your own detriment, you've got to walk in that thing. And I know that we are all, God is dealing with all of us about things. And I promise you, there's stuff that I've been asking God to help me with. And I look at myself and I'm always, you know, say, oh my God, Jesus, help me. I need you to deliver me from this. I need my mind right. I want my spirit right. I need my heart right. All of these things, you know what I'm saying? But when you are, when you are leading you, we talk, we're not talking about a minister. You mm-hmm. are a minister, but we're not talking about when we, when we talk about levels of ministry, we're not talking about you are, you are a neophyte. You're not a fledgling. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know what I'm saying? You're not, a, you're not, a, 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 um, you're not just new to this. If you are an mm-hmm. apostle, there should be some senior in your anointing. Mm. There should be some senior in your mentality. There should be mm-hmm. some senior in your behavior. There should be mm-hmm. some senior in how you carry and govern yourself. And so mm-hmm. this is very important. And, and the reason why, you know, and sometimes we stay away from having to deal with stuff because we're worried that it's going to hurt people's feelings. Guilty. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's a concern that I have. But at the same time, if if I'm not going to deal with it and I'm not going to put that out there, then that means I'm just as bad as the other ones who let you keep going all along and wrong and don't correct what you're not willing to fix. Regardless if you're angry, regardless if you get upset, regardless if I get upset. Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I love the way that sometimes my spiritual mother will say something. She don't even care. You mad? You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to ask this question because I think we even lost this in church where we feel like you know everything has to be in a sensitive manner. We don't know how to. I would say the word chastise. We don't know how to literally bring that sense of sharply honoring, which is rebuke. Where have we lost this? Uh, since uh, we we say we always want to use oh got to be gracious or oh, give them grace or oh, we want to always don't want to abuse anyone even speak to that how do we as how does leaders especially apostles redeem this area of knowing how to bring order set order but also bring proper rebuke to people that they are bringing accountability but they're not literally killing the person like you know you're supposed to be helping kill that flesh but you're not killing the spirit of the individual. Um, I think that everything that we speak, that we must speak the truth in love. Yes, we must be compassionate. We must, amen, even understand where people are. And then let's talk about this. If you're an apostle and you can't handle me rebuking you, maybe you shouldn't be an apostle. Mm. Because this is this is part of your mantle is to correct people. If if. And I'm not saying that you're not going to have a moment of weakness, but if. If Bishop Washford comes to me and corrects me on something and I get mad and I want to throw in the towel and I don't even want to live for Jesus no more. And I don't want to do this no more because I got corrected. Maybe I'm not called. So you said something really good. So apostles have to be relational. Absolutely. How, we how have a lot of apostles. You, <laughs> how you going to build a relationship case. with the saints? 
and you don't have, you don't want no relationship. And can I say this? This is another problem that you got some apostles who don't have relationship outside of their churches. Your, your church people are the only people you hang out with. Do you got anybody that's outside your church that you talk to? So even as you're dealing with that, I want you to jump into this question too. What are some misconceptions that people have in the modern church about this role and function? Because, you know, I think we think it's only the planting churches, building leaders, dealing with our own circles, you know, building our enterprises or different in that nature. And don't realize that we are, that apostles are, um, People that walk into this are setting tones within culture. When Paul went into these cities, he went to the church, but he established a governance that will influence the culture, uh, infiltrate that region. So really help us understand uh, biblically how we are to walk into this, um, but addressing some of these misconceptions that people have about the role in the office of the apostle. Okay, so let's just say, you know, we think that the apostle is your pacifier finder. Let me find something to coddle you, you know, and let's talk about how Paul handled. We couldn't handle a Paul today. No, we, we no. too, we too soft. We, we too gentle. We, we too, I, but my, you gonna hurt my feelings, baby. Don't you know that there's devils out here trying to kill you, trying to take your life? trying to take the lives lives of your of your loved ones and you worried about your emotions? No. Paul came up in and he told them like it was. And he was not worried about their emotions. He was not worried. And I'm not telling you to go just run roughshod over people. So let me bring that in as a balancing statement. But at the same time, that everything I tell you, I got to put it in the blender before I give it to you. Mm. 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 You a mm. prophet? Mm. But I got to chop this up first. But you ready to wield your sword. You ready to bring correction. You ready to kill them all. Let the Lord sort them out. But when it's your turn. <laughs> that's not how you want it. I would, I would, mm. like, I would like a spoonful of medicine. A, a spoonful of sugar to help my medicine go down please. No. When you, when you come into this place. And you're supposed to be an apostle. There. This is not the place where you are perfect, but this is a place where you should exemplify maturity. This is a place where you should be able to take something. Mm. Take, mm. take something. Mm. Can, can you take something? And I would even say that's for the prophets too, you know, and we mm. get so wounded, you know what I'm saying? You know, we get you get mad because because people don't want to be with you or you get mad because people say the wrong thing to you or people lie on you or they make up stories. Let me tell you something. This comes with the territory. It mm -hmm. comes with the territory and you got to be able to drink that cup and you got to be able to still keep going and you can't fall out about it. You don't need to have no attitude about it. Let God sort it out. Let God fix it. Let God do the vindicating. We do so much trying to chase our name. Oh, I'm going to tell Sally off because I know because she lying and da da da. Hold up, apostle. That's not what we doing. We want to handle things biblically. And if the if, mm. if if it doesn't fall in line with the scripture, leave it alone. Let things let them come about the way that they need to. But we've got to the the, the point that I'm really pressing here is maturity. 
That that's mm-hmm. that's the overarching tone. That's the overarching message. You know what I'm saying for questions one and two. That we really gotta we gotta mature. We gotta grow up because we are prophets drinking bottles. We are apostles. You know what I'm saying? Still being breastfed. We are apostles. You know what I'm saying? And we are we are still not growing up. We are not allowing ourselves to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. Listen, the more you learn about Jesus, the grace that is upon your life is going to increase. So you're going to be able to walk in the fullness of what God has placed on your life. But at the same time, you're going to be able to endure the difficulties that come your way. You got to be able to handle something. And I think that that's where that's where our problems come in. We don't know how to handle trials. We want God because we believe this prosperity message that God, if I'm living for Jesus, everything is peaches and cupcakes and tulips and, you know, rainbows and and butterflies. And it's not. So help us understand, uh, because a lot of times what apostles go through, the prophet also endures. What is the some of the burdens and some of the things that apostles and prophets need to understand that they will endure going through this journey? Um, one, just collectively to their ministry, but especially going to this post-pandemic church uh, and fulfilling their role in their assignment. I think, first of all, people need to understand, uh, these gifts need to understand that... Mm-hmm. You're going to suffer losses, but it doesn't mean that God is not with you. You're going to experience people leave you, but it does not mean that God is not with you. You're going to experience times of loneliness, but it does not mean that God is not with you. You got to be able to handle loneliness. Loneliness is a hard road. It's a difficult road. You're going to experience times where people make up stuff and lie on you. And 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 you can't chase the stories down. You just got to let it go. You know what I'm saying? It's a part of your walk. There are going to be times where people are going to like you for, or not like you rather for no good reason. You got to be able to handle that. And you got to be okay with it. I'm not telling you that it's not going to hurt. I'm not telling you that it's not going to bother you. But what I am saying is that it shouldn't sideline you. That's what I'm saying. It shouldn't push you to the sidelines. Because you got to understand, when we look at God's forces and the people that he has on the, on, the, on the ground, right, doing the work, the apostle is supposed to be the leader of the elite force. And if there's no elite in you, how can you lead an elite force? <laughs> how can you bring people to the place you know what I'm saying? Of understanding the death walk that is associated with their mantle and their call when you can't do it yourself. Why do you think that people avoid that, what you just said, the death walk? We do not. When we go through this vetting or preparation, we always want to train the churches. We want to prepare them to get their vestments. We want to prepare them to change names and titles and all this, but we never prepare them for the death walk. You know, go a little bit more in depth about this death walk because I think there's a lot of prophets who don't understand that there that even in the darkest of seasons, it does it still means that God hand is on you. Uh, and you have to know how to have the maturity to withstand 
understand, learn, because uh, if we even look biblically, um, prophets and apostles never were in easy situations. They were always, always in confrontational situations. So uh, this speak to that a little bit about those prophets and those apostles uh, in the dark seasons and knowing how to find that uh, resolve, but also find uh, that God's word is still what it is. And also how this is also the authentication if you are what you are listen that that's the litmus test and i don't know if any of y'all had a chance to watch when we were talking about uh with apostle uh apostle mo um last week mm -hmm. last week um about you know what i'm saying the smith the the blacksmith process the process that god takes vessels through same as the blacksmith you got to understand mm -hmm. that part of your vetting is being burnt. Part of your vetting is going through long seasons of testing. Part of your vetting is going without. You know, Paul said it. He said, he said, he said, we we was we was in beatings often, fastings often. We were we was we was trembling in the city. Okay? We were we were threatened by our friends. We we went through. Paul mm -hmm. talks about his life walking walking with Jesus. He's talking about you know what I'm saying the difficulty, not just the the matter of fact. We only really hear of all of the great things you know when Paul is boasting one time, and when he boasts, okay, he boasts about himself one time about his education and all that stuff. But when he's really talking about himself. He's talking about himself in third person because the mm. fear of the Lord is on him and he dare not take God's glory. He don't even say it's him that experienced, you know what I'm saying, this out of body experience of walking with God. And so here we are, you know, we just we want the glory of God, but we don't want all of the glory from God. It's going to be gory. You're going to have to deal with some pain and it's difficult. We don't want it. And I'm not trying to be like, oh my God, it's doom and gloom, but I'm giving you the reality. Yes, there are seasons of blessings. Yes, there are seasons when you're on high. Yes, there are seasons when you're experiencing all of God's best and the, the, the anointing of God and the blessings of God and the abundance of God. But let's talk about them times when you're crying. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like those seasons last longer. <laughs> How many of y'all have been in a season that you seem like there's no end to this season? Like, what the world? Like, can I catch a break? Like, what is this? In the warfare, I'm a little tired, Jesus. I mean, come on, anybody watching this, you ever been mm -hmm. through like that? Where you like, listen, enough is enough. I just need to catch me a break. I need a vacation. I need God to smile on me. I need the rain to come. I need the sun to shine. I need something. Help. I need, Lord, can you, am I cursed? Is the blessing <laughs> of the Lord on my life? Did God abandon me? Did I sin? Did I walk away from God? Did I lie? Did I hear wrong? Did I miss it? All of these things that we go through, that we experience in this, you in your vetting process, God is proving you and you got to be able to stand in the midst of this. You can't quit here. 
Can y'all write down the comments? This is, this is your proving. You're being proved to be proved. You're being proved to be proved. This is your proven scene. Why do we not teach this? Why is this not explained? And I see we're talking about apostles and prophets. Listen, they go hand in hand. Why do we not teach this? Why is this... Do you think, and I and I say this to you, you know, I, I, I you know, uh, walking with you, I've learned this. Do you think leaders sometimes neglect this because they are afraid one is going to expose why they're making someone this? Because some people make leaders out of their own insecurity so that people won't leave. Also to say, I have this. And number two, that if I tell you the full weight of this responsibility, you're not going to want to go through this. Why do we negate that? Because it's not it's not the glorious thing. It's not um it's not who gonna get in the line to volunteer if I tell you you might lose your left toe when you put your foot on the ground? Mm -hmm. <laughs> who who's mm -hmm. doing that? Mm -hmm. Right? And something I thought of just now, you know, the all the army bases that they have, right? I'll never forget my husband was stationed at Aberdeen Proving Ground. And when we're talking about this vetting process, that's what went through my mind just now. God brings us like there is a specific place that the soldiers would go for them to be proven. And on, God, God will bring us to a place specifically just so that he can prove us. Wait, wait, wait. It's a hole. It's a hole. Listen, it's a geographical location. It's the locale on the map. You can map this thing. You can hit it with the GPS and the road is going to bring you right there to the proven ground so that God can see what is in you. You really got what it takes? Wow, Apostle. Remember the prophetic word the Lord gave me about this being that preparation of God's divine proven. So explain that. I think we're going to this, this stick right here. Explain that about even from what you know, being, you know, an army wife, what your husband went through, what that season was like, not just for your husband, even for you being around someone going through God Almighty. Dude, what was it like? Uh, seeing it, uh, what even you can say what your husband went through, uh, or even use your experience of a proven season, like explain that because well, that, well, that let's was so just good. talk about let's talk about before he got <laughs> to the proven ground, let's talk about basic training. By the time basic training was over, I want you to catch this in the spirit. By the time basic training was over and graduation day came, I went on the bus to go see him, I didn't even recognize him. Woo! So, that was point one. Let's say it was for point number so one. So, point we number one. <laughs> Point number one is when God get finished, ain't nobody going to recognize you. So you shouldn't be recognizable. So you should not. Jesus. Ah, <laughs> if people recognize you, that means you is. There is a change that has to take place in your life. Uh, there is a change that has to take place in your life. You or else we're going to go into our mantles carnal. We're going to go into the place that God has called us to with our issues, with our problems, with all our flesh. And we don't want nobody to check us. Okay. Because, because we haven't gone through the first stage where God turned us into another man. Ease me into a state. So the crazy part is God moves you from a familiar place. Yes. Because 
and, and, and it takes us from familiarity. It, it literally brings us to a base of being unrecognizable, where we literally seen, uh, we, we see this change. And I think even to that part is where we see the heart change, the mind change, your language change. That's that maturity. There should be evidence of where people now have to relearn you. If I don't have to relearn you, if I don't have to literally take the time to process what you've been through or literally understand that I really then you really didn't go through anything. If I can treat you the same way, if I can interact with you with the same, if I don't approach you differently just from seeing you, then then we're we're at a we're at a loss. So you gotta be unwork you gotta be unrecognizable. And we gotta yeah, let can- God bring us through this thing, this test, this change, this transformation that causes us to be unrecognizable. Meaning we have gone so far. We've gone far enough into the presence of God to now we see Jesus. We don't see you. We're now this. We want, (laughs) we want to be, we want to be called, but you got to go. And I'm promising you. And when I'm talking to y'all, I'm talking to me because I want to go. I want to go to the place where I don't even recognize me. I want God to do a work in my life. I want God to be glorified in everything I say and I do. But I tell you what, I also understand that there's a point in time when you get into a warfare mentality that you come in for everything that is in your path because you ain't got time to play no games. Because listen here, you got to know what season you in. We don't got time to play no games. So we done finished coming through this where God done transformed us. He done moved us over here to this proving ground. To now, you know what they did at Aberdeen Proving Ground? It was training. It was training. It was training. They learned their job. They learned what it was. The job that they were going to do all throughout the army is they got what they call their MOS. They went into this place and they trained in this place so that when they left from there, they were equipped to go do the job that they were enlisted for. Can you hear God in that? Help him, help him, Apostle, help him. I mean, are we doing the job that God enlisted us for? Are we trying to do somebody else's job? Or are we ill-equipped and we left the proving ground before we were fully proven? But you want to be an apostle. But you want to be a prophet. But you want to be an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher. You want to be all these gifts. But are you willing to let God make you mad enough to look at yourself? That's hard words. God, be purposely in the- Let me tell you something. I'll be this season. Can I be honest about this season for myself? This yeah, is how I, this is how this is how I view the season. Okay, this is Talk how I view the season. Life is so crazy, <clears throat> and there's so much stuff going on that, like, I feel like I'm tiptoeing with God. I'm not playing with Him. Who playing with God? I'm not even playing with God like that. Like, I'm like, Lord, whatever it is in me that's not like you, Lord, be merciful. God, get it out of me. I don't want anything in me. Like, even when people do dumb stuff to me, I'm like, I don't even got time to be mad about that. Who cares? You you mad at me? You don't like me? I love you. Listen, how, what I need to do, get it right. Oh, I'm sorry. It don't take nothing from me to say sorry. It don't take nothing from me because I'm trying to tell you. 
Can't you feel it in you that we don't got time for this? Can't you feel that in your spirit? Like there's no time to play no games that, that there's, you should have a sense of urgency. Like I got to do what God has called me to do. And this right here tells us whether or not you are really in tune with God and whether or not you are really called by God, because God is dealing with his people and giving them an urgency to get about his business. You ain't got time for this fleshly carnal stuff. None of us have time for this. You don't have time to hold no grudge. You don't have time to have no attitude. That's what real apostles are telling you. That's what real leaders are telling God's people. You don't got time to play no games. Playtime has been over. You mean to tell me you're going to come out of a pandemic and this is what you got? Something is wrong. And if you're not afraid, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for you and I'm afraid for me. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You can't even begin to walk in wisdom until you walk in his fear. And we walk around here like we crazy. Like, like we just got, I, listen, God promised me. Yes, he promised you, but are you, are you moving in the direction of that promise? You know what I'm saying? The things that God has spoken to you, you gotta, you gotta make that stuff good. You gotta work at it. You gotta, you gotta obey his voice. You gotta be sure that you follow what he said. Like people are sleeping in their houses and their houses are collapsing on them. You feel okay about that? Like you don't, you don't feel like, oh my God, like I should have an urgency. If you don't, something is dead inside. That should shake you. Not like make you walk in fear and be in panic, but it should make you feel like, okay, <laughs> okay. I need, I need to shift my focus. And this should bring us back to the place that everything about our lives is ordered by God. That everything about what God is doing, you know what I'm saying? Everything that's taking place in our life, God is the one who is sovereign and he's in control. And we need to, amen, give ourselves to him, apostles. If, if you feel like you could just do whatever and you don't care, that's what I'm talking about when I said you got to grow a set. This is not time to be walking around here scared, like, like you're scared to walk in your mantle. There's too much going on. Now, you might be... Walking in the fear of the Lord, but you better not be afraid to walk in your mantle because we are running out of time. And we got work to do from God. So if you don't fulfill your assignment, whose fault is it going to be? Because you were caught up in your flesh. Because you let your past keep you from getting to God. Guess where you going? You going to hell for that. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. Read Revelation. It's in the book. We don't got time to play. Listen to me. I'm telling you, this is like, that's all up in my Shonda. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm trying to tell you, this is serious. <clears throat> and, I, and I'm glad that you're sharing it with us. Uh, definitely, as we've been talking about this time of transition and people stepping into... Because we are seeing a resurgence of apostles. We're seeing a resurgence of prophets. It's in different things. Um, can you just give us some scriptures uh, to help us understand the, the the true nature and mannerism of that which makes an apostle? Um, you know, so what what would that be? Praise the Lord. What would that be? Um, and even as I'm you gonna... get to that, is what are 
what are four mannerisms that we we have that that apostles should bread according to scripture so yeah what makes an apostle according to scripture and then those like those four mannerisms because okay. i think this is something that you said mm-hmm. Go ahead. okay so when we let's first of all when we're talking about what apostles are right let's let's we're gonna go let's go on back to ephesians 4 first for a second yes ephesians 4 and we know what ephesians 4 says Mm-hmm. But we want to go there anyway. Where you at? Galatians, Ephesians. <laughs> say the say the books of the Bible out loud. Yes. And again, if you're enjoying this, please share it. Come on, share it. As you come on in, share this. Amen. We thank God for tonight. Are you a real, a real apostle? That's what we're talking about tonight. All right. Amen. Come on, apostle. Go ahead. Okay. So let's go to Ephesians chapter four. We want to start there. All right. right. We want to start there, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna read a couple of things to you guys on tonight. Okay, let me do this here too. Very good, very good. All right. So some of the things that we're gonna find, we're gonna find some of these things in the Old Testament, and I'm gonna take you there because what the Old Testament there was a word for Old Testament apostle that ha- was a prefiguring of what we see in the New Testament and that's the word Shaliac. Mm-hmm. okay it's the word mm-hmm. Shaliac. so that would be your Old Testament uh, type of apostle okay but let's mm-hmm. go um, why am I sitting in the book of, of Galatians Father God because I said Galatians <laughs> and Ephesians and I stopped in Galatians <laughs> Okay, so let's look at let's look at um, Ephesians chapter four. We're gonna start there, right? Mm-hmm. And we know the verses, right? Let's start at verse nine, verse seven. It says, "But to each one of us, grace has been given." And I'm reading from the NIV as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, "When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people." What does the ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. Now I want to stop right there for one second because I know that we get caught up in this five mount, seven mountain mandate and we feel like God wants us to take our gifts out into these mountains. And I just want to bust you upside the head with this word right here real quick. You know what I'm saying? So that you realize that your gifts are for the body. Now you may happen to use your gift in a mountain. That mountain is a principality and a power that rules in this world. But your gift is for the body. How do I know that? Because the scripture tells us here in Ephesians in the 12th verse to equip his people for works of service. Not so that the mountain that you in, but so that the body of Christ may be built 
up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining and become mature. Jesus, got to say it again, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, I understand we like that. Thank God for Bill Bright. And we understand Campus Crusade for Christ. And they came up with this wonderful analogy of the seven mountain mandate. And I understand, yes, we're taking Christ to the nations. That is our responsibility as well. But your gifts, and this is going to be the first thing before we are able to really get what God has ordained for us and for us to be able to understand uh, 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 our our ability to function, you know, even the, the life coaches, they say, what is your why? Well, church, what's your why? Why did God give you these gifts? Why did he anoint you? It's for the church. You're supposed to build up the body of Christ. And so I need you to come out of those mountains for five minutes. Take your focus off those mountains. This is the apostle's responsibility to make sure that doctrine, amen, is sound as it should. And to come against the lies, amen, that are in the generation that we live in. And we're supposed to make sure that everybody is doctrinally sound. So here we are. I need you to come out those mountains for a minute. You got to work there, but I need you, you know what I'm saying? We want your light to shine before all men that they will see your good works and glorify God who's in heaven. Hallelujah. But I also want you to use your gift to build the church. Mm-hmm. Not just on your job. Mm-hmm. Your why? Why are you anointed for this? Why did God? He gave gifts to men. Why? Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers for what? Why? To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up. I need you to get back to your conjunction junction. What's your function? I need you to get back to your function. Get back to why God calls you to function. So, all right, let's look at some of the work that apostles did. And we're going to look at this in scripture and you're going to see some of the Shaliac work of the apostle in the old Testament as well as the new Testament, Joshua chapter nine, verse four from the King James. It says they did work willingly and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent and bound up. What did they do? They went as ambassadors. That's a Shaliac work. Mm-hmm. The apostle is not just going. And the Lord had to even deal with me. Even when it comes to doing things in foreign nations. The Lord began to deal with my heart. And he said, don't just go somewhere and preach. If you are the embassy of God. And this is what you are, apostle. You are his embassy. When somebody is in a foreign land, they look for the embassy for their nation in that land. So when you go into a foreign land, your job is to set up embassy. Our job is to set up an embassy in the earth so that the world will know that this is our embassy. And those who belong to us or who are connected to us and who are like minded and who are born again, look for this embassy when they come into your region. So what is in the embassy so that we can understand that even what it should be manifested because we have a lot of people who are apostles. Let me finish these scriptures. Let me finish these scriptures first. Okay, here we go chasing rabbits. 
<laughs> let, me, let me finish these scriptures first. Okay? Okay. 2 Chronicles 32 and 31. Mm-hmm. How be it in the business of the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon who sent unto him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him to try him that he might know all that was in his heart. Okay? Concerning the business of the what? Ambassadors. Okay? Second Chronicles 35, 21. But he sent ambassadors to him saying, what have I to do with thee, thou king of Judah? I am not come against thee this day, but against the house wherewith I have war. For God commanded me to make haste, forbear thee from meddling with God who is with me, that he destroy thee not. Ambassadors. Okay? So these are showing, these are some of the critical functions that the apostle must have. You must have that you would be able to establish an embassy in the earth. Okay. Um, Isaiah 18 and two that sendeth ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of bulrushes upon the water saying, go ye swift messengers. I want you to underline that word ambassadors and underline that word messengers to a nation scattered and peeled to a people terrible from their beginning hitherto a nation meted out and trotted down whose land the rivers have spoiled. Okay. So there are several hundred scriptures that I have right here in front of me about Ambassadors, here we go. Let's come into the New Testament. What does Second or Second Corinthians five and twenty say? It says, "Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God." What's in the embassy? These fivefold gifts are in this embassy, rolling in their roles and functioning in their function. What is the apostle saying to the Corinthian church? When we embassied among you as God's ambassadors, what did we do? We beseech you to repent. That's our job. Our job, and we may not like it. People, I know right now we want to preach messages. You know what I'm saying? We still talking about touch your neighbor, tell your neighbor. Stop talking to your neighbor. Your neighbor don't want to talk to you. You better talk to God. And if you telling your neighbor anything, you should be telling them to repent. Mm. This is the work. We got to get back to our function. Mm-hmm. We got to get, it's not, a, this is not a preach-a-thon. This is not about who got the best church, who has the most members, how much money can we raise? This is about you understanding that as an ambassador, you have been sent on assignment by God to fulfill his work. We talk about our assignment. It's really not even ours. It's God's assignment. It's God's assignment. Okay. Ephesians 6 and 20. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. We won't talk about that. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. What? Your job as an apostle, as an ambassador is to speak boldly. No, they might not like it. Yes, people are going to say you too hard. Yes, they're going to say, well, gosh, you don't even have no compassion. I'm sure they said the same thing about Paul. But listen to me. Brother Jamel put that message up there. He said, have I become your enemy? 
what Paul said to the Galatian church. Have I become your enemy because I told you the truth? You mean to tell me you rather I lie to you? You rather I smooth things over and make you feel good about yourself when you know that you know that you know that you need to get it together? You mean to tell me you rather I not get in here and kick the wheels off your red wagon because you like your red wagon? That's not in my mantle. And if we're going to really have real apostles, then you're going to have to make folks mad at you. And I'm not talking about going around being mean and nasty. I'm talking about fulfilling your assignment by being the ambassador that God has called you to be. Mm. That's what you got to do. Any more questions? What's the next question? Yeah, no, no. I, I, the next question lead, it leads right into it. Um, we are not, are we not able to be able to preach repentance and give hard truth because we uh, apostles are uh, true? Some apostles lack submission. Because, um, you, you know, why do those that sit in these roles as apostles forget that they are also needing to be submitted to someone? Because <laughs> or if, even if, senior prophets. Because if I'm first, why I need to, why I need to, why I need to sit under somebody? Mm. And then sometimes we do it, but we only do it in, you know, we do it symbolically. Mm, and true. not necessarily, not necessarily, um, wholeheartedly. Mm, explain what does it mean to symbolically submit and not truly submit? Like, what does that look like? Um, now, I would say this is about to be some hard truth you're about to say because uh, I can tell. Um, I say that you are my apostle. I say that this is my covering, but I don't follow any of the instructions. I don't show up ever. Or if I do, I'm doing it sporadically. Um, I know that I have things in my life I'm supposed to do. And I, I just don't do it. I just don't do it. Everybody thinks I'm with you. I say that I'm with you. But I'm just giving lip service. Because, because your actions speak louder than your words. Look, and Paul said, he says, so speak ye, so do. Stop saying you do something when you don't re really do it in reality. Do what you say. If you say that this is your spot right here, then that means you're going to take the good and the bad. You're going to take the rejoicing and you're going to take the you're going to take the butt kicking. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, can you can you accept can you accept that maybe there's things that you know your leader's not going to tell you. You want, but you're not going to get. Mm, mm. Talk to that apostle. Talk to that right there. Talk to that. Because right there. sometimes we want. Okay, I'll give you case in point. Who shanda bahaya? Listen to me. I was burning, itching, wanted to know. My spiritual mother came down here. She had a whole conversation with my husband. I was like, "Well, what she say?" And he was like, "I ain't telling you." And I was trying to get it from her. Well, what you say? I ain't telling you. I had to live with that. Because guess what? Mm. Not your business. E. Not who you going to be, who you get mad at? Who you going to get mad at? Why would you get mad? Because you feel like you should be in the know for everything because you the apostle. Go sit down somewhere. Wow. Wow. Go sit wow. down. 
Can you can can you handle being told no? Suck it up. Can you handle? How do you handle being told no? I was like, okay. I was like, oh God, man, Jesus, yeah. Oh well, oh well, oh well, right. But instead, some of us, we would have temper tantrums. We would have fits. Oh, that's her aunt calling my phone. I ain't answering. Oh, who who she who she asking who she asking for twenty dollar offering? A offering? <laughs> I gave my tithes already. Mm. Let me tell you something. We we are the ultimate shutdown kings and queens. Why y'all playing? We are the shutdown kings and queens. We will do what we want, when we want, how we want, and dare somebody to call us on the carpet. Blessing quietness. I'm about to say, you can turn to the camera. You, you get it. You get it. You get it. You get it one time. Hit it one time, Papa. Hit it one time. Hit it one time. Hit it one time for the people. Hit it for it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. She did it. There you go. Because I think that is, we demand something that we never, we never exemplify. You know, you know, we, we are this, we're in this position, we're in this authority, right. we're in this role, but we never exemplify um, yeah. because we think it's something that we say, but we never do because right. we never, you know, because when you think we're in a certain role, no one ever could pull your card. Um, and so let me ask you, what if one is with someone that's not a submitted apostle? Bye. <laughs> so low, bye-bye, bye-bye. So, because because it's a bad it's a it's a bad example. Now I'm not saying like okay, you know something happens and you have to find where you fit, you know. But they need to be fine and even still they should have somebody that they are um talking to, you know, in all seriousness. You you got to have somebody. You you have mm-hmm. to. Like mm-hmm. you have to. And 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 you really mm-hmm. should, you know. And and if you don't, and if you feel like, no, nah, I'm good, <laughs> something's wrong with you. And you can't expect people to do to you what you are unwilling to do yourself. Mm. Okay. So if you're not willing well, to submit, how can you expect those who are following you to submit? It's not going to happen. You're right. <clears throat> well, this is going to be a confrontational question. Oh, God. A very confrontational. Uh, yeah, I know. I hope we're ready for this. What is the difference between a bishop and an apostle? And does an apostle need to be a bishop? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So, I know. in layman's terms, to not get into a whole whatever, right? I have a whole entire chapter on this in Woman Shut Your in Mouth. Your book. Please go order Woman Shut Your Mouth. If you do not have it, go to our website. Oasis Open Media O A P N M E D I A dot O R G. Go get you a copy. We have we have two chapters on that, I believe. Um, we have to understand that the bishopric, in short, is y'all gonna be mad at me, but when I look at the scripture, it's a desired office. Anybody can be it. It's 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 a desired office. And and when you look at those words, the word elder bishop and pastor those words episcopos right presbyteros those words were used interchangeably they were all the same thing so a bishop is only a pastor 
A bishop is an elder. A bishop, that's what a bishop is. You know, and, and, and so let's not, you know, mm -hmm. it's it's semantics. I'm if we take it for what 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 the New Testament meaning of it was, it was not until the church was going through, right? The church was going through, amen, and then there was one of the Catholic priests, Ignatius, who thought that they needed to inst institute something else because the church was going all over the place. You know what I'm saying? And so the bishops were instituted to try to preserve the church. That's that's the short story. That's the short story. Okay? Mm -hmm. um, Ignatius was, he instituted the bishopric, you know, and so the, the bishop belongs to the church. So you can hear, you'll hear those terminologies that the bishop belongs to the church. Why? Because these bishops were set over these churches to make sure that these churches, you know what I'm saying, were healthy, supposedly. You, you're not really healthy if you're in Catholicism, but however, you know what I'm saying, because it's idolatry. We'll talk about that another time. But, you know what I'm saying, this this is what their responsibility was, was to, to be put in this place to care for the church. And we take from history, we look at what history says, church history, um, secular history, we see it there plain as day, but we want to make it say something that it doesn't say. The apostles are the sent ones, those who have been sent by God. They are, you know what I'm saying, part of the fivefold. Bishop is not part of the fivefold. Sorry. Bishop is not a part of the fivefold. And I know this is difficult, and I know this might make people mad, but it's Bible. And I cannot eisegete a verse to try to make it say something that it does not say. Now, you can have a bishopric or a realm that you rule over. Overseers, elders, pastors, bishops, all the same thing. Look it up in the in the Greek. You will see that those words were used interchangeably. Okay? They were one in the same office. If Paul talked about an elder, right? A presbyteros, he was talking about the same thing, Episcopos. He was talking about the same thing. That word for bishop, that word for overseer, that word for elder, the word for pastor is all, it has all the same connotation, right? And, and that's the short answer, the way to put that. But I would encourage you to please go and read. You want to know what chapter we cover that in? You can go into the epilogue which is at the end of Woman Shut Your Mouth. And we deal with this in uh, extensively. We define what an elder is, what a bishop is, what a, what a um, pastor is. And then we bring a, a summation, a summary to help you understand that the bottom line of everything that we just finished reading is basically saying that they are one and the same. And according to scripture, bishops aren't over apostles. Because apostles, you know what I'm saying, are supposed to be first. The scripture says first prophets, second, uh, uh, first apostles, secondarily prophets. That's what the scripture says. And I know we try to make it say something else. Now, do I believe that there are some who are bishops who are carrying a misnomer? What is a misnomer? Wrong name. Yes. 
I believe that there are some bishops who are very apostolic and they are really apostles, but they come from a school that have taught them bishopric. I don't have no problem with that because I can understand what your mantle is. And to me, your mantle is your mantle. Listen, because you do what you work, you can't deny it. You can have, you can have, you are the postman. And being that you are in your grace and in your mantle, you're going to be that. Absolutely. You can call me Sister Stubbs. That don't stop the apostolic mantle in my life. Mm. I'm still Sister Stubbs. Mm. Call me Fran. Mm. Friends call me Frankie. You call me Frankie. I'm still an apostle. Doesn't stop what I am. It's not, it doesn't matter what you call me. I'm mantled to do this. And so if you have mantled for something, I could call you Bishop. You know what I'm saying? And you, you, your mantle says something mm-hmm. altogether different. It's on you. It's oozing out of you. It's all around you. It's not mm-hmm. Bishop. Well, thank you for that and, and giving us that history. Uh, and as we've been talking, as we come to the end of tonight, we've been talking so much about the the how this ministry of the apostle is connected to the role of the prophet. Um, can you speak to how, one, those two work interchangeably collaborating um, and the need of an apostle being secure with a prophet that works with them to be able to do what they need to do? <laughs> This, let me ask you, blame me, Mercy, for these questions tonight. These are their questions, and I am just relaying it. Amen. You know, Apostle, they, they, they ask the deep ones, the long ones. So, yeah, they, what's the collaboration between the Apostle and the Prophet? Um, <laughs> That collaboration is necessary because I was looking at something. I thought there was comments on the other thing. Um, That collaboration is necessary because as the apostle is planted the prophet is digging the prophet is is even speaking prophetically to what the apostle has been sent into a region to do so it's kind of like having you know um um your tools to be able to dig you know what i'm saying to do the work yes an apostle could go on the ground go to someplace and dig the ground and because he's uh, mantle with more than one anointing so he can go in or she can go into a place and you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. dig the ground but you are more effective when you have those gifts working together because what the apostle misses the the prophet sees and so okay. and so let's talk about the work of building and we see this we see this mirrored in the scripture um, as the children of Israel were building the wall that's an apostolic mm-hmm. picture of the apostle, that apostolic work of building the wall. But how did they prosper? The prosperity didn't just come through the The charge came to build, but the prosperity to build came through the prophesying of the prophets. And the scripture tells, mm-hmm. tells us that so built they the wall. How did they build the wall? Because they prophesied, right, through the prophesying. Of the prophets as they as they released the word of the Lord, man, they was digging. Man, they were building. Mm. The prophets said what they saw, and the people received life, and they were able to continue building. The prophets said what they saw. They were declaring the work of the Lord, declaring the future over the building. And that gave them mm. 
heart that gave them life that gave them tenacity to continue building because that showed them look i got hope i can keep building this thing because god is speaking to us as we're building it makes all the difference in the world when you have seers who can see and will release the word it makes no sense for you apostle to be intimidated by a gift that was given to complement the work you do that's like saying, I want to cut a steak with just a knife. You need a fork and a knife. Mm. It's a more mm. effective work. If mm. you got the two working together. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Apostles and prophets are not oil and water. You know what I'm saying? These two work together. And, and building is more effective when you have them together. Because mm. an apostle can say, I need these kind of people in the group. And the the prophet can say, I see that gift in this person. I see that gift in that person. And placement, you know what I'm saying, comes because the prophet prophesies and says what he sees. I remember even in the early part of my ministry, walking in the prophetic mantle, I could tell when people were coming to our church, they're not going to work right there. They need to be right here. This grace is on them. That anointing is on them. This person need to be right here. And you can place them where they belong because you can see the grace on their life. You can see that mantle on their life. So you're, so you're saying the apostle builds and the prophet sees and yes. places. Yes. Okay. So what to that, to that apostle, what do they need to understand? Because you got a lot of apostles who won't release their prophets because they could prophesy. Oh, da, 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 da. you know, you got, you know, that. How do you speak to that apostle's heart who's like, how do I a release without the fear of being betrayed? There is no way to do that. Mm. You, you may fear being betrayed. It comes yeah. with the territory. Right. It's an occupational hazard. Climb the ladder. You might fall and miss a rung and bump your chin. It, mm -hmm. it comes with. The territory. But what you must do is know that everything that you do, you do it as unto the Lord. You build by faith. You build as unto the Lord. You stand where God tells you to stand. And you let these gifts have expression so that the body of Christ can grow. Ephesians 4. Why? To equip the body, the people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach the unity of the faith. That's our goal. That's our goal. We got to be built up and, and grow up into Jesus, into, into him, to be like him. Paul talked about that. He said, I pray for you until Christ is formed in you. That's a long process. So is every apostle a prophet? No. Because you know, how, okay. Every apostle may have the ability to prophesy. That doesn't mean that he's mm. a prophet. Because, mm. you know, a lot of people think, oh, because you're a prophet, it means you're going to be an apostle. Well, if you're an apostle, it means you have to be a prophet. This is, not, this, is not, this is not college. You're not graduating and, you know, <laughs> or like high school. You're going from the 11th grade to the 12th grade. And when you finish being a prophet, you're going to be an apostle. No. Mm. No. If you are a prophet, you, if that is your mantle, you are a prophet. And we will know that. Take a prophet out of his or her element and it's going to discombobulate them. They mm. won't be able to function in the mantle of an apostle. Try to put them there. They can't carry it. 
Do you have what it takes to birth people out? Do you even like people? Don't tell no prophets about, about no birthing no people. Uh-uh. About carrying people? <laughs> what? We'll teach you. we train you. You know what I'm saying? You can follow. <laughs> you can follow. But after a while, you're going to get on my nerves. And when I say that, because that prophets got that get off me spirit. <laughs> 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 prophets got that get off me spirit. Right. Right, right. Unless they right. have a dual mantle. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Prophets be like, mm -mm, no. No, I don't want that. That's all right. I love you and everything, but um, mm. if you're going to so follow me, you're going to get, you're gonna have to get a little, you're going to have to get a little <laughs> thick skin. Yeah, by the time you come to me, I need you to be ready. This is, this is, right. this is. I ain't gonna hold your hand. Listen, by the time I want you twelve steps, you will get there. If you not did by two, listen, come to me later on. We're gonna do this in fifteen minutes. Listen, this is the word of the Lord. Move on about yourself. Listen, this is self checkout. This is not me scaring your stuff. This is self checkout. Put yourself in your own bag. Praise the Lord. So, what are some of the graces? All right. So, what are some of the type of apostles? What are top of? Uh, um, help us explain. Um, this is our second to last question. What are some of the what are some of the types that we can see as apostles? The types. I don't know what you mean by that. What types? What different so types we have we have senior apostles in, in a sense, but then we also have something like sub apostles, and you know you know you know people that may be in a church. Um, you know, there's a senior pastor, but they have an apostolic function, but they may not be the senior pastor. Um, things like that. What kind of types of apostles we can well, see? Well, I think that you um, you've already described it. You know, your grace, your grace will tell you um, what your ability is. You know, your grace will will let you know whether you do better in the second chair or the first chair. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make you any less of an apostle or apostolic. You know, all apostles are not out planting churches. Some apostles I mean. are stationary and they are they are establishing people. They are governmental in the sense that, you know what I'm saying, they are uh, uh, establishing that embassy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. In the sense of building the people in that embassy so that they understand what true doctrine is. Why are you laughing? <laughs> You should know what I'm laughing. <laughs> this is the way you said it. The way what you were saying in the functions of what they do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing. Because I think sometimes we always think they have to go out. Some people are at home doing everything as the other ones are going out. Caught and it. Doing. Good. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you caught it. How? Caught Hallelujah. It. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, it's a, and it's okay, but it doesn't it doesn't make you less than, and you have to understand that it doesn't mean you're a lesser anything. You this just is not your role. It's not your function. So why do we not teach this that we have senior? And I, I'm going back to our GLU Global Leaders University uh, Apostolic Ministry 101. The great illustrious Prophet Bradley taught this class. We have senior apostles yes. that operate in this senior function, and they're doing that. They're traveling. They're doing the things um, on a more global. And then we have those stationary sub apostles who are taking care of those embassies. Why don't we teach that that every time that you are a apostle, you got to be the senior you got to be the number one you can't be number two why don't we teach that because i think we have a lot of people that are saying this real quick that are trying to be number ones 
I'm just gonna drink my water. Well, you are great. You shine two. bright as a two. I think the problem is is that we have not really understood apostolic ministry or the ministry of the apostle as we should, and that has been part of our difficulty. And we have we have we have figured that first means first, and that means that you got to be doing everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and you got to be going global. You know what I'm saying, and you got to be whatever. You know what I'm saying? All of these things because you're an apostle, right? But I think, and I and I believe that this season of this this upcoming semester of GLU is going to help people with that because we have developed a praxis. Yes. I'm and so that praxis is going to help determine where you fit so mm-hmm. that you don't jump out here and go where you don't belong. Because Ooh. you feel like this is what I am. You very well may be that, but is that a part of the grace that is upon you? Or even going through a misdiagnosis of a prophecy, like people hearing this prophecy, um, because we have these renegade prophets, it's someone saying you're an apostle, or because they see you have a certain personality or gifting, you have an apostolic grace, but you may not be an apostle. Right. Uh, and I'm so glad for GLU and soul. Uh, help talk to the apostle who may be a number two, but number one to find to reestablish that 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 settling that I don't have to be a number one. I could be a number two. Well, okay, so let's talk about that. Look at where you function best. Can you look at look at how you look at how you know what I'm saying you work your gifts the best and they have their fullest you work at your fullest potential when you are a second but if you put yourself in the first seat excuse me pardon me you put yourself in the first seat pardon me um you don't have that ability to be able to navigate you know what i'm saying um if you sit in the second seat you you're a passenger you cool with, where's this car going I'm ready. I'm, my bags is packed. When we get there, this is what we're going to do. We're going to set up shop. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to do blah, blah, blah. But if your job is to drive and you're getting discombobulated because you got to drive, you can't mm-hmm. handle people talking in the back because you got to drive. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't handle everybody got to stop and go to the bathroom. I'm just using that as, as, a, as a, you know, because when you are the leader and you called to lead the charge, there's going to be 7,000 things going on at the same time. And you got to be able to navigate every last one of them gracefully. Mm. How do you navigate? Do Mm. you blame it Mm. all on the GPS because you got lost following the GPS? This might not be your navigation. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. bless you, Apostle Christopher. Yes, that, and those are those are those are excellent terms that he used as well. Vertical apostles, horizontal apostles, and hyphenated apostles. apostles. You don't always have the fullness of the grace mm-hmm. to do the whole job. You may be apostolic. Your your charge may be a specific task. Mm-hmm. 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 
You know what I'm saying? Your your the grace that you have may be to build schools. Your grace may be, you know what I'm saying, to to go to the nations and 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 dig wells and and and, and build villages and do all of that stuff and and you know what I'm saying, um go to um, unchurched people groups. But everybody's anointing is not for that. And you have to know that and you have to be comfortable in settling in your grace and not feel like you got to go jump into something else because, ooh, it's more exciting. Okay. Um, so this is me being me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so yes, Pastor Jay, every church is not meant to build churches. They have different functions. They are different capacities. So this is my me being, this is my question. Um, and I was going out there because I hear it all the time said, um, and this is something we've talked about that is there an age requirement to be an apostle? <laughs> he can't be 12. <laughs> you know why I say that? Because that is always your response. He can't be 12. Please don't be 12. Oh, uh, and we're talking about in your faith and in your natural. I think you can't that be newborn as an apostle. I think that. You may have the, there may be times that individuals have that grace of the apostle on their life, right? But not mature. Mm -hmm. And we have to love people enough to allow them to mature. The worst thing in the world is to pick fruit off the tree before it's mature. It's bitter. It makes you run to the bathroom. It hurts your stomach. Come on. Jesus. And, And it don't taste good. You know what I'm saying? But if you let the fruit mature, you don't even have to pluck it off the tree. It's really, it's going to fall off the tree because it's ready. It's ripe. It's full of the, the, the power of God, full of the grace of God. You know what I'm saying? And when somebody partakes of that fruit, that fruit is sweet. That fruit is not bitter. That fruit is 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 full of nourishment. You know what I'm saying? And and it's going to bring health to the one who partakes of it. And I think it's important for us to allow fruit and people to mature. This is why the scripture tells us for uh, above many reasons, don't you know, to lay hands suddenly on no man. Let this fruit mature. Let it mature. Because because the reality is, is, you know, we can look and this is what brought us, you know, weeks ago to this conversation saying that next month, this is what we got to talk about next month. You know what I'm saying? That we see so many who have been plucked from the tree and today their fruit is bitter. They are bitter. No one can really partake of their ministries because they're bitter you are sour to the taste you know what i'm saying you don't bring nourishment you make us run to the bathroom you hurt our stomachs we can't even stomach what you give it because you were you were moved from the tree too soon and so if anything if you're a pastor your apostle whatever your your call is if you have People in your church, and they may be highly gifted. They may be highly gifted. Give them time to mature. 
Give them time to ripen. Give them time that the new wine skin that God has given to them, let the wine inside that bag, let it it expand. Give it time to ferment so that it can expand. You know what I'm saying? So that when somebody partakes of that wine, the purpose of the wine is to inebriate. So that when they partake of the wine, that it does what it's supposed to do. That it's full of the spirit. That they are full of the power of God. That's what we want to see. Not just gifted people, but mature gifts that have come to maturity in their season and, and able to handle all that they need to handle in the call of God. Apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers, whatever your call is, whatever your mantle is. That's the, that was the cause for all of the strong language. So if you got mad at me and you left the, the left alive and then you jump back in because you want to see what was going on, God bless you. We love you. But sometimes mm-hmm. strong language is necessary because we've been playing games and the games is over. And even as they say on the commercial, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. We need to stop it. So to, just to give the closing statement, what should someone do? If they're going to be called an apostle, they got prophesied the apostle. They're about to get have an affirmation. They put out the graphic, the apostolic affirmation. They done got it all. What should they do? Or what should they make sure before they into this publicly of this role? Uh, before they put on the red shirt, before they only go to gold collar, before they <laughs> do any of this, what do they need to make sure? And what if someone... This also has been told they're an apostle, but it's not their right office. How should they fix it? If you've been told that you're an apostle and that's not your right office, then you need to tell people to stop calling you what you're not. That's the only way it's going to stop. Stop indulging it, right? You can call me Javer all day long. That's not my name. I'm not answering to that. That's my husband's name. You know what I'm saying? I'm not answering to that. Stop, Stop answering to what you're not. That's number one. It's it's easy, easy breezy, you know, process. The second is if you have if someone's prophesied to you or you've received the word of the Lord or you think or you believe that you are an apostle, then there should be a praxis for that. We should be able to we should be able to um test your skill set. Test your mantle. What's what's Capital One said, what's in your wallet? What's in your mantle? Do you know What's in your mantle? What are your, what is, what are the operations that you carry? G.O.U. tagline, what's in your mantle? Yes. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Okay. So we should, we should, just like in the Bible, there is the Acts of the Apostles. We call it the Book of Acts, but it really is the Acts of the Apostles. Do you pass the practice? Wow. Wow. I think that's a good that's that's a good place to start. That's a that's a good practice. Yeah. So, Apostle, this is so good. I, I, it smooth very well. We stayed. I, I will give us. I commend us. We stayed uh, 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 to our to our questions. Yeah, we did. We we didn't go. We didn't go over. How did you? Yeah. Yes, but I thank God. But listen, we are so glad to announce even here, getting ready because there's some great news coming about GLU. 
this coming year. Yes. Amen, right? Listen, I'm so excited. Listen, because they get to hear all of this. And so be on the lookout about Global Leaders University um, and Apostle, just, um, you know, share anything that you want them to get ready for uh, for GOU because it is the place where you attract, you get, you're going to be trained, you're going to learn, and you're going to be released into the future. Well, let me say this. The GOU of yesterday is gone. <laughs> And we have a brand new Global Leaders University um, outlook for you. And we are so excited. And I'm so excited to see Apostle Christopher Douglas on here from Trinidad. Amen. We will also have a school over in Trinidad with them there um, with Apostle Douglas there in Trinidad. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Apostle, the book is on Amazon. Yes, sir. It's on Amazon. And so I want to encourage you all, if you have a specific track, we are developing tracks and they're going to be ready. Um, our first set of tracks are going to be ready in September. So September will be, um, GLU will be kicking off. Amen. And if you are an apostle, we have tracks for the apostolic ministry. If you're a pastor, we have tracks for the pastor, for the prophet, for the evangelist, for the teacher. And guess what? We even have general ministry tracks. Now, let me tell you this. If you are applying to get a credential through GLU, which we will credential you, what does that mean? That means that you have you go through this two-year program and you finish here at GLU. And through this two-year program, we will credential you. Well, what kind of credentials? What are you talking about? We are talking about, amen, placing you in your office. Finish and we place you in your office. But you are going to have to prove. You, you're you not just coming in here, you know what I'm saying, um, with your popsicle sticks and talking about you're going to build a house. That's not what we're doing over here at GLU. What you're going to have to do is, we, we talked about that praxis. Yes. There is a test that you're going to have to take to enter into the um, into the the track that you want to get into. So if you would like to, we are um, the, the website is being built now. So you're going to be able to go onto the site and you'll be able to look at all the tracks and all the classes and everything that is going to be made available. This is our website. Thank you so much, Prophetess Bradley. GlobalLeadersUniversity.info. We will also add information. We're going to get the information from Apostle Douglas so that those of you who are international, if you are there in the Trinidad area, Tobago and all those areas, you want to be able to uh, tap into GLU Caribbean. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Then you'll be able to do that. We will put a link up. Amen. We are also launching GLU Australia. Amen. And so God is doing great things. And so we want you to be a part of Global Leaders University. If you are hungry for the truth, the whole truth, not but the truth. So help you God then this is absolutely the place for you. It's a place where you're going to learn the truth of God's word. Amen. And be equipped for the call of God that is on your life. Man, woman, boy, or girl, we welcome you and invite you to join us at Global Leaders University. Amen. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because it's different. You know, we usually do our certificates, but we're really helping people be equipped train and now we're fulfilling that aspect fully in this credentialing program release because you know that's why we're going to be doing so many things to make sure because you know we probably heard so many different things 
you're this, you're that. But we're going to make sure you get the training and development at Global Disease University. Apostle, I thank you. You're welcome. And I just want to say one last thing really quickly. It does not mean that you can't take a certificate course. If you still would like to just take the class for the certificate, then you can. We've also even opened up, we're going to have auditing. You can audit the course. What does that mean? That means you can take the course. You don't have to take any tests. You don't have to do any homework. You just want to sit in the class and get the knowledge. You will be able to audit the course. You have to pay for it, but you will be able to audit the course. You will be able to take the class and get a certificate, which means you take the test. You do your, take your quizzes, but you won't be on a specific credentialing track. So your admissions process will be different. So we are so thankful and we're excited about all that the Lord is doing with Global Leaders University. Amen. So basically, you just said they got no reason not to be a global university. There's no reason not to come you to got, Global you, Leaders you, University you, this you year. Got, you, you got self-study, which is your auditing class. You got certificate and you got credentialing. Listen, y'all, you got no reason not to be a Global Leaders University this year. I'm so glad, Apostle. We are so glad again for you joining us this month for uh, this segment. What's the 411? Uh, and listen, continue. If you want to find out more about Apostle Friend, listen, you got Tuesday nights with Apostle Friend. You got uh, Oasis Devotional, the Word and Prayer for oh, your day at day. seven a.m. Yes, <laughs> at seven a.m. on t- uh, seven a.m. on Tuesday through Friday. And uh, listen, go get the book. Woman, shut your mouth. Go get it today. Go get it today. Right there. Go get it. Go get it. I go got a it. whole go bunch sitting right here in the box underneath my desk, right here, ready to ship out. Let's go. Listen, go get it today. We're so glad, Apostle. We thank you. We're going to let you go, and we will talk to you soon. God bless you. Thank you. Have a good night. Amen. Listen, I thank you guys for joining us here tonight at uh, Emerge City for our midweek with Apostle Friend for What's the 411. Listen, if you was blessed by today's message, I need you again to share it. Uh, continue to share this broadcast. Tag somebody that didn't get a chance to see it um, again because we want everybody to get insight, to get informed, get uh, the adequate information about what they need to do for the kingdom and their gifting and their call. And so listen, I'm so thankful uh, for my leader, for my Apostle. Listen, today if you were blessed listen i need you to not to go anywhere unless you were blessed by today's message listen i need you to sow into emerge city because guess what there's a great working here uh you're going to be hearing more news about it in the coming weeks but there's a great working here and over the next couple of months about we are going to be doing in the city of jacksonville yes emerge city is building its first physical campus uh we're going into that um and that emerge city jacksonville in the state of florida we thank the lord for what he is doing uh for our ministry so listen be a partner with us today i need you if you can sell a 20 dollars seat today listen and this put emerge city jacks um in the memo box you got three ways in which you can give you can do cash app emerge city give emerge dash at emerge dash city on venmo or on our website so listen so today Help us continue to grow. Uh, we just thank the Lord for all that he is doing. And listen, um, I'm so glad you joined us today. Join us um, again this this Sunday. We are not going to be having our 3 o'clock service. But guess what? You're not going to miss out because guess what? Join at 12 o'clock at the Oasis Church at Zephyr Hills. Church of Orlando at Zephyr Hills at 12 noon right here on Facebook and on YouTube. So again, there's no 3 p.m. service for Emerge City. But join us at 12 noon for Oasis Church. Church of Orlando at Zephyr Hills. 
for service. Listen, you do not want to miss this time with the Lord as we are going to be fellowshipping with our apostle, amen, and our headquarters church. I'm so glad that you join us again here for Emerge in the Emerge Experience. Listen, we definitely, if you want to stay connected to Emerge City, I need you to do this real quick. If you don't have a church or you want to know more about Emerge City and what we are doing with regards to Jacksonville or all our events, guess what? You need to text this number, uh, 94000, uh, with the word Emerge. Text it real quick, 94000, and the word Emerge. Emerge to that number, and guess what? You'll stay connected. Listen, you're also going to see it August 21st and 22nd. Yes, August 21st, 22nd. We got our prophetic conference coming up. Stand your ground. Listen, you do not want to miss it. Um, it is going to be an amazing time. Uh, July is already here. Tomorrow is July. Yes, Jesus, you made it. Can I get somebody to give a hallelujah? Just a shout real quick. Shout hallelujah. You made it through literally six months. You're going into the seventh month and we think off with july coming and what the lord is doing uh so we're going to be having a great time with the lord but in august we're going to be having our conference a prophetic conference we it's the mandates and mantles conference last year was amazing with our apostle friend and pastor uh pastor stefan and this year we have our very own prophet Dwayne Irwin briggs who's going to be opening our conference and bringing the word of the lord and then our guest uh Prophet Darrell Robinson. So listen, you do not want to miss this conference. Uh, it's no registration because guess what? It's online. You'll be home enjoying it. Just tune in. All right. So do not miss it, but put it on your calendars August 21st and 22nd. All right. I'm going to get out your way. I'm going to let you go. But so on today, help us grow, help us excel, help us exceed what God is doing here at Emerge City. And I'm going to let you go. See you um, on next week, Wednesday at 7.30 for the Midway Poor here at Emerge City. Apostle Jay, it's now on you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.